0: There are many places in this world that harbor darkness. Evil entities hiding in the shadows, waiting to strike when the time is right. Paranormal happenings seem to be all around us. The house across the street could be haunted, or even your own home, as many of you have experienced yourselves. When horrific events take place, they often seem to leave a wound upon the land, and the wounds often develop into scars. This is the story of a place that is claimed to be the most evil place in America, where multiple mysterious deaths, supernatural occurrences, and poltergeist activity have taken place. This is the untold story of Willow's Weep. Located in Cayuga, Indiana, once home to mound building Native American tribes and the site of several battles between natives, as well as natives and settlers, Willow's Weep, as it would come to be known, was originally built in 1890 by a man by the name of Jesse Sykes. The home got its name from the large willow tree that sits next to the house and the horrible events that would later take place there. The home is a cross or tea cottage with evident alterations that have been made over the years, similar to but slightly atypical of standard Victorian style homes at the time. Many theories exist as to why the home was built in the shape of an upside down cross facing the east. Other than the fact that he was a farmer, not much is known about Mr. Sykes's personal day to day life. It wasn't uncommon for people to be very religious and superstitious back in those days. One theory is that it was constructed in such a way to ward off any evil that could be lurking near the Sykes family. Another theory that ties into this one is that the home rests on top of an ancient Native American burial ground. And after the arrival of the settlers, a hex was placed upon the land. Another more disturbing theory Is that what if the home was constructed not to ward off evil, but to attract it and potentially trap it as to encapsulate the ethereal realm in ours and as to why someone would want to do that? We may never know, but it would certainly make sense given what would occur later on. The family originally included Jesse and his wife Elizabeth, but would later grow to include a son by the name of annual. It is speculated that Annuel later fathered several children with the woman next door, whose name was Mary Ann Petty. She would later take the Sykes' last name. Although described as a good man who would go on to found a general store in the fledgling town, there seems to be a darker side to Jesse Sykes. He was charged in 1874 with incest for engaging in unlawful intercourse with the daughter of Mary Ann and his son, Anuel, a girl named Elizabeth, after his own wife. From here, things seemed to grow only stranger and more disturbing. One day, while going to feed the hogs, Jesse Sykes met a gruesome and horrific death. Now in his later years, and suffering from epilepsy, Jesse had some sort of a seizure while feeding over a hundred hogs on his farm. And before his family knew it, He had fallen face first into the hogs pit and was quickly devoured by the starving animals. Due to the location of the pen, his screams would fall upon deaf ears. Realizing that her husband was taking an unusual amount of time to feed the animals. Elizabeth went to check on him and found the animals fighting over what remained of Jesse. The sight was so traumatic to Mrs. Sykes. That she would go on to spend several years in a mental institution. With the loss of his father and his mother being institutionalized, the home was given to Annuel, who had Mary Ann and her now six children move in. Annuel would continue to run the family's general store and farm and would welcome his mother back some years later. She would then pass away from natural causes, not soon after her return. Shortly after his mother's death, Annuel would unexpectedly drop dead as well from a cerebral hemorrhage and the home was put up for auction shortly after. The home would then be purchased by a man named Robert Sandlin. Sandlin, just months after purchasing the property, would mysteriously die as well, leading to a court battle over the home, as well as the rest of his belongings amongst his children. Once settled after quite some time, the home would again be purchased and sold twice in quick succession, just several years dating between sales. As to why this would happen. It's not exactly clear. Heading into the 21st century. In 1999, the home was again purchased by the Skinner family, consisting of husband and wife, Curtis and Cheryl Skinner. Not many details are available about what the family's home life or relationships were like. But it seems like Willow's Weep has a track record of conjuring darkness within its owner's lives. Sadly, Cheryl would pass away from a cardiac event in 2001. And eight years later, Curtis too would pass away, but from a self inflicted gunshot wound within the home. Like a curse, Willow's Weep moved generation to generation. And despite its now famous track record as being an evil place, It would then yet again be purchased in 2010 by Brenda Zimmerman, also known as Brenda Johnson, with the hopes to renovate the home for her and her son to live in. But shortly after the purchase, she began to have a very different view that made her question just what she had gotten herself into. The renovations began shortly after the purchase was finalized. Brenda and her son quickly got to work, starting with the ceiling. And right from the get go, things just didn't feel right. As her son was removing a section of ceiling to be replaced, several of the old boards on the wall flew off and hit him, leaving him both shocked and terrified. After this event, Brenda hired a maintenance worker to assist in the renovation to do tasks that were out of their field of expertise. During his employment, the worker would find a human bone buried on the property Unsure of what they were looking at, Brenda decided to take it to a friend of hers that was a local police officer. Given the aged appearance of the bone and the circumstances of how it was found, she was given the option to either dispose of it or place it back where she had found it. Like most of the area's residents, the officer had heard of the ancient burial grounds and wasn't going to push his luck of the wrath of the unknown by further disturbing the grave. Faced with this task, Brenda decided to further research where the bone could have came from, and the result put a cold chill up her spine. Searching for answers. Brenda reached out to one of the living previous owners who told her about a story that she had heard, but couldn't confirm. The story was about a former tenant and her children roughly around the 1940s. The woman moved in with her two children one a little girl of about six years old, and the other a teenage boy. Some of the locals were concerned about the children because they had heard stories about their mother. It said that she had gone through three different husbands, and each one of them had died under mysterious circumstances. But other than gossip, not much else came out about her. Her children, however, were a very different story. It all starts with the little girl who one day goes missing. No one can find her, and no one has any idea as to where she could be. There is in fact no signs of her, as if she vanished into thin air. As a result, her older brother, either due to the grief of losing his little sister, or the torment within the house, or a combination of both, sadly hangs himself. And that is where Brenda believes the bone came from. She thinks it's possible that the little girl somehow passed and could have been buried by her mother upon the property. The bone would later be identified as an arm bone belonging to a young child. This disturbing discovery would soon be paired with even stranger paranormal activity within Willow's Weep. Brenda describes that she's been scratched, revealing six claw marks several times. Doors and cabinets would regularly open and slam on their own and there was often intense banging coming from within the walls and underneath the floors on more than one occasion. At this point, she begins to believe the dark tales about the place she now owns and speculates if she could continue to own the property and end up like one of the previous owners, or if she should take the risk and sell the home, possibly shifting the curse to someone new. No longer living at the residence as she had originally planned, Brenda takes to venting her frustrations to some local friends, and eventually the word gets out about the dark past of the house, as well as the experiences that Brenda and others have endured there. And it soon captures the attention of local and national paranormal investigators eager to try and experience Willow's Weep for themselves. One such investigator is a man by the name of David Spinks, who has been involved in several high profile cases. Spinks makes contact with Brenda and along with several associates, begins to investigate the home and captures more EVPs in his first night there than at any other prior investigation, which further intrigues him. Desperate to get to the bottom of what could be taking place there, Spinks, along with other associates, head back to Willow's Weep. a follow-up investigation but as soon as spinks and his colleagues enter they are struck with an overwhelming sense of dread and the dread is soon paired with crippling headaches unable to continue any further they all head outside for some fresh air and continue to speak with brenda brenda refuses to ever go back inside that one-story portal to hell spinks then does something unforeseen Knowing that Brenda wants to rid herself of Willow's Weep once and for all and not wanting someone unsuspecting or unexperienced to deal with whatever could be lurking inside. He offers to purchase the home from Brenda so that he can further investigate with his team. Spinks did end up purchasing the home and the deal was finalized roughly in 2019. He has gone on to write several books and make a film about his findings there but his actions have not gone without controversy. The children of the Skinner family, Adam and Haley, prior tenants whose parents both passed away within the home, one from suicide, do not share the fears that others do, despite growing up there and dealing with their own dark happenings. They claim that their mother actually passed away at the hospital from a heart attack, and that their father did indeed commit suicide within the house. But this was due to the fact that he had been diagnosed with cancer and couldn't afford his treatments. So they launched their own petition and media campaign to try and bar Dave Spinks from exploiting people's deaths to legitimize the haunting of Willow's Weep. Why I do understand where the Skinners are coming from. I don't necessarily think that Spinks engineered said narratives in order to profit from the alleged haunting that's taking place there. Given its strange and dark history, weird architecture, and the amount of tragedies that have unfolded upon the land in which Willow's Weep now sits, it's hard to imagine if the place at a minimum didn't have some sort of a residual haunting attached to it. And I hope that with Sphinx now owning the property, that no one else will meet a mysterious and untimely fate, and that hopefully whatever terror that resides there can now slumber forever. But what do you think? Is the willows weep haunting genuine? What are your thoughts? Leave me a comment down below. Please hit the like button to help the channel grow. And don't forget to subscribe with notifications on if you haven't already, so that you never miss a new mystery. I'd like to say thank you to everyone who not only has subscribed, but has donated a super thanks or has joined our YouTube membership program. You guys are awesome. And I really look forward to the future and providing you with as much content as I possibly can. And as always, this has been Cody here at Mystery Archives. Stay safe out there and take care.